Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s. The clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Riddle me this. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss files. Starts now. stone pudding or something, I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. I'd whip up a really uh, substantial meal. You see how strong I am <laughs> from eating all this stuff. the 70s, the clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Now. You seem to be well grounded in the case file, Detective. I 
your powers combine. Riddle me this. Seventies, the clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, "You there? I sit in judgment of you." But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Or the stone pudding or something. I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. What is up guys? Good morning. Well, if you're in the Midwest, Central Time, good morning. Uh, afternoon to people on the East Coast and I think on the West Coast, I think, what is it, morning? It's still morning for y'all, I think, on the West Coast. So, hope you guys are having a good Saturday and I hope you guys had a good week. Um, we got a lot of stuff that happened this week, surprisingly. Um, final week of uh, March and next week will be April, so... The year keeps on going quick, man. It's, it's just zipping by, and uh, we can't stop it. <laughs> um, shout out to um, Eisen, what's going on? Uh, Aaron, what's up? Uh, NC Worker, uh, long time no see. Uh, good to see you, good to see you. What's going on, what's going on? Uh, be sure to like the video as you guys are coming in. Uh, share the video, um, subscribe if you're new, all that good stuff. Uh, available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Anchor. And I think I just checked on Anchor, we've reached 1,300 plays so far. So uh, shout out to the people who um, listen to the Anchor or the Spotify's and all those other formats. Appreciate that a lot. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, we are on episode 10, man. Uh, so we've done, we've done this for 10 weeks, pretty much. We do it once a week, at least. 
at least even on Friday or Saturday, but uh, we're on episode 10. So we're getting there, we're getting there. Um, let me see, anything else? Updates? Oh, okay. Uh, so I did a, I did a poll. You know, I, I like doing polls to give you guys, see what you guys vote on. But this one was kind of just a for fun poll. It was on MF Doom. You guys know I'm a fan of MF Doom. Uh, you know, I shouldn't have to say this. So um, the question on the poll was, what was your favorite um, Doom album? And, you know, because the, po the poll, you can only put like five choices. I said other if you want to put some other names. So uh, right now we have Mad Villainy at 48%. Uh, Operation Doomsday, 16%. Danger Doom at 12%. M, M Food at 20%. And for other was four percent, and that was like um, Valdale Villain. That was another good one, but I just wanted to put that up. Um, like I said, rest in peace, MF Doom. <laughs> rest in peace, damn it. Um, it still sucks, but uh, I will have another poll um, coming out later today, so look out for that. Another poll coming. Also tomorrow, we're doing a manga reading of Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Chapter 23. So remember, the anime of Jujutsu Kaisen ended yesterday with episode 24. So really, the next big step is to now get into the manga. So we're going to do a manga reading of Jujutsu Kaisen tomorrow. I'm not sure what time yet. We'll figure that out. What's going on, Devil's Bane? What's going on? Uh, so that's all my updates I have for now. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, so... Right on top of today's week, uh, news, man. The Last of Us HBO show, season one, adapts the first game, but will deviate greatly in some episodes. So, of course, The Last of Us on HBO is directly uh, lift dialogue from the original game, says um, executive producer Neil Druckmann. But we'll, some, we'll see some episodes deviate from events we've played previously. So The Last of Us is the first of several planned PlayStation adaptations into film and television. Don't forget, Uncharted will be a movie with Tom Holland, uh, with both Eli and Joel as roles cast. One of the biggest questions remains how closely will the HBO series adhere to the original story? So speaking to IGN during the SXSW of uh, this year, Last of Us game director and show producer Neil Druckmann spoke about the approach with the uh, acclaimed original game. Uh, so he says, in quote, I talked at length that season one of the show is going to be the first uh, game. Uh, Druckmann explained nothing that for him and Mason, the uh, psychological unpinnings of the story were additional thing to get right about the adaptation. As far as the superficial things like should a character wear the same plaid shirt or uh, the same red shirt that might or might not appear in it, uh, that's way less important to us than getting the core of these people are and the core of their journey. As he also said, things sometimes stay pretty close. It's funny to see my dialogue there from the games and HBO scripts, and sometimes they deviate greatly to much better effects because we are dealing with a different medium, right, which is television. Um, so this will be on HBO, HBO Max. Um, on the Discord, the Oasis, we will be probably streaming uh, this show every episode whenever it comes out. Um, I'm not really a fan of the games. I know they're very successful, um, but I will be checking out the uh, the show and just see if I like it from that medium. You know, um, that game is not really my style that I prefer. But I know I know that you know the sequel and the original game were extremely successful. 
Uh, what's going on, uh, Koa? Shout out to Koa. Um, but we'll see when the show comes out. It's going to be interesting to see if the um, the adaptation from video game to film or movie or TV show can work with um, with Last of Us. But but I think it can because it's basically like a zombie TV show. There's several zombie-based TV shows out there that already exist, so it shouldn't be too challenging, but uh, we'll have to see what they do with it. Okay, so this is another kind of big one from this week. Uh, so Pierce uh, Brosnan joins Black Adam as the Justice Society hero, Dr. Fate. So um, Pierce Brosnan has been tapped to portray um, Dr. Strange alongside Dwayne Johnson in the, of course, the next film, of uh, Black Adam, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Dr. Fate is the last member of DC's Justice Society to be cast for Black Adam. Uh, previously, announcements include Neo Centio as Adam Smasher, Addis Hodge portraying Hawkman, and Quinstilla Swindell taking the role of Cyclone. So it says uh, Bronson is, a, of course, a veteran film actor. Um, he was in the James Bond franchise. Uh, so interesting that we'll be getting Dr. Fate. Um, now, I only know Dr. Fate because of uh, games like, uh, what is it? What's that game? Uh, Injustice. Like Injustice. I saw him in that game. Um, he's also appeared on a couple of DC animated um, movies or shows. So that's how I know of him. Um, I know, I'm not sure if he's quite popular in the comic book realm. I would have to ask like, the comic book heads about that about his character but um we're gonna first see him on screen uh, via black adam so um that's kind of exciting and um to see him going to the big screen uh, we'll see how the black adam movie is like i said until we see any trailers or stuff like that there's no point to hype up anything and funny that we're talking about dc uh the new suicide trailer actually came out yesterday so if you haven't seen it definitely check it out um, the new um, movie being uh, made by James Gunn, Suicide Squad. Not the original Suicide Squad. This is the hybrid sequel where they tried to, the two confuses with. Uh, uh, the trailer came out yesterday, so definitely look into that, man. Um, it was a cool trailer. You know, Harley Quinn's there. Like The, the cast of characters are heavy in um, the, the Suicide Squad movie. I, I mean, you're talking about at least, I think, maybe 10 characters? Uh, main character so it's it's pretty deep so we'll see how james gunn's uh, version of suicide squad does right and if i think if it's if it's showing on hbo max because a lot of the dc movies are uh, exclusive on hbo max and theaters we will be doing a stream of that on the oasis as well so you definitely want to join the discord um for all that but yeah we'll see uh eisen says dr fate is powerful <laughs> shit okay good to know um from what I've seen in the animated DC realm, he, he seems pretty cool. So, uh, what's going on, Wolf? What's going on? All right. Yep, I blocking blocking your ads. Damn it! All right. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Doctor Who director Wayne Chi uh, joins the Amazon series. So, Lord of the Rings has recruited a Doctor Who director Wayne Chi to direct and um, produce the series. Um, yeep. That's funny. Yeep. Recently directed episodes of Al Cacino's series Hunters and the upcoming uh, fantasy series The Wheel of Time, which are both uh, distributed by Amazon for Doctor Who. Yep, directed to Peter uh, 
Dali episodes and one Jody Whitaker episode, according to his IMBD page. In quote, he said, it's a true honor to be invited into the world of Token um, by series creators John D. Payne and Patrick McKay and Amazon Studios. Uh, Yip said in a press release, every day I look forward to working with the incredible team here in New Zealand as we humbly contribute to the legacy of the greatest stories ever told. So Lord of the Rings is still in the game. Um, funny enough, they had a trailer this week on the Lord of the Rings uh, Gollum game, which is actually coming out. There was a trailer on that as well, if you missed it. Let you guys know, <laughs> I wasn't too impressed. So um, in this game, you're basically playing as Gollum. And just to be honest, guys, to me, it was kind of cringy. I don't see any point playing this. I don't see any point making a Gollum game. Honestly, I don't. Where you already have games like uh, uh, what's what's the last game of Lord of the Rings? The one, the really good ones, Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, the Mordor games are really good. So if you're gonna play a Lord of the Rings games, stick with the Mordor games. Stay away from this Gollum game. Like, I don't think it's gonna sell well, and I don't really see the point of making a game based on him. Like, I know he's a key character in the story and franchise, but to give him his own game, uh, I don't think it was worth it. Um, but we'll see. Amazon, this is another exclusive to Amazon. So Amazon, hey, they're trying to get these exclusives and compete with other um, streaming services. So they're doing their thing. Uh, what's going on, Dane? What's going on? Uh, Wolf says, I uh, don't like the team. I like the old team. If James Gunn's kept the old team, I would be fine. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Dr. Fate is like Dr. Strange. Oh, okay. Of DC without his feats being... Um, reacting or i may be wrong okay okay no man wolf man i i completely missed out on death battle bro i did not see dr fate in dr strange death battle um i just got into it man like i'm i'm late to the party on death battle but i'm excited for the next death battle um next month i think which is lex luther and dr doom <laughs> Team Doctor Doom, so I'm I'm ready for that one. But yeah, I missed out. I might have to watch that one, bro. All right, this is another big one. Michael P. Jordan, Static Shock movie taps uh, safety writer Randy McKeon. Uh, this one came up like yesterday. Uh, so DC and Warner Bros. Uh, Static Shock film has found its screenwriter, according to Hollywood Reporter. Athlete turned filmmaker Randy McKeon, known for co-writing the uh, Disney Plus original film. Safety has been enlisted to pen the upcoming Static Shock film. Uh, Hollywood Reporter reported last fall that the DC movie was in development uh, from producers Michael B. Jordan and Reginald Holden, the latter of whom directed Safety. Now, I had no idea this was coming out. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, this is a first for me. I didn't know they were going to make a, a Static Shock film. You know, I remember they did redesigns in the comic book of Static Shock. But I had no clue that Michael B. Jordan was connected to this movie. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, there is a fan base, I think, for Static Shock. Um, I'm curious on what's the direction of the film. Is this connected to the DCEU? <laughs> like, what angle are we going here with Static Shock? Now, of course, the original cartoon was old school and good. But that was back in the days, guys. Um what's the direction right so we'll this is a this one this is a shocker pun included 
uh for me um i did not expect a static shock movie at all can it be done sure it can this don't make it like black lightning on cw because that show is ass all right that show sucks ass all right and i don't care if you like black lightning on cw i told you guys once again anything on cw sucks okay but uh we'll see uh so it says okay i'm not gonna read all that yeah so uh, hudden revealed a static shock film was in the works during the dc fandom oh, okay okay during oh during the fandom uh festival uh last year okay two months before the reports of jordan's involvement surfer as a comic book writer as well as filmmaker holden wrote um the 2020 milestone returns uh number zero for dc comics signal the return of the milestone okay okay and also there was going to be a blue beetle film so that'll be interesting um what dane you like black lightning god man it's cringy to me but yeah, man, I'm I'm hype. I'm not well, not I'm not gonna say hype. I'm just gonna say I'm interested in the um, static shock. All right, so let's see here. So Microsoft is cutting the Xbox Live Gold requirement for party chat and free to play multiplayer. So you will no longer need Xbox Live Gold to access party chat, looking for groups, and free to play multiplayer features on the Xbox. And the news was revealed by the Xbox preview program developer Brad Rossetti on Twitter. Uh, multiplayer and free-to-play games looking. Okay, we already said that. The changes are being uh, debuted to Xbox insiders in the alpha skip ahead and alpha programs at the moment ahead of general availability. So what does this mean? This means that when the update comes to all Xbox users, players will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold subscription to create a party chat with their friends, look for a multiplayer group, or play free-to-play games on the xbox so good you're taking it out of the paywall right which is a benefit to the gamers so i'm all for that um i don't have an xbox but for you xbox bros uh hey bleed green and enjoy yourselves <laughs> um last time i had an xbox was the 360 which was a great console man i love the 360. 360 was awesome great more console news let me drink a little whip of this water if you could, please like the video. That definitely does help with the channel. Uh, all right. So Nintendo Switch Pro analyst reveals possible price. Uh, so it says a new Nintendo Switch Pro report surfaced online uh, earlier this week with a plethora of new details on the long-rumored Nintendo machine. The report did not include a, re a release date on the or price point, but it did come with a release window and a possible price point. According to the report, the new and upgraded Nintendo Switch, which are calling the Nintendo Switch Pro model, will release sometime later this year, or at least that's the plan. Like everything aiming to release this year, the ongoing zombie war means it could slip to next year, 2022. Further, even with the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro release, there's a chance supply will be limited due to the production issues that, you know, of course, these uh, pandemic has been causing. There's a reason for there's a reason the PS5 and Series X are so hard to get. Not only is demand high, but the supply is low due to the major production issues. Uh, it says that uh, when the Pro releases, it sounds like it may be a premium price point, at least for Nintendo console. Uh, Bloomberg's intelligence Matthews Canterman is currently predicting the console will cost somewhere between $350 to $400. The former price would represent a $50 increase from the standard Switch model, which the latter would 
represent a hike of a hundred bucks. So not really a bad price point for a new console. Um, Nintendo Switch Pro, so they would it would have to be backwards compatible, uh, and I'm guessing you get better graphics. I guess that would be the better the 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 Crash Twenty Two, which what you're what are you actually giving the gamer, right? What are you giving the consumer? So it would have to be increased graphics, um, backwards compatibility. I don't know what other features you would expect on a Nintendo Switch Pro. But to me, it sounds like a PS4 Pro, which is just better graphics. Um, so, okay, better graphics, fair enough. Um, for the people that haven't bought Switch, I guess that would be a good chance to get one. Um, or you're going to see Nintendo players who already have a Switch, maybe just upgrade their console and trade in their previous uh, a base model. So they could do that. Um, either way, people will buy it. Okay, this is Nintendo. All right. The, the hardcore fans of Nintendo, they'll, they'll buy every console, every version, every peripheral possible. So it's going to sell, but it will be questionable about, like I said, the production issues because of what's going on. We'll see with Nintendo. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, Neo, Kanye Reeves, uh, Berserker film and anime series announced for Netflix. More anime Netflix jutsu. So, Kanye Reeves uh, recently made his comic book um, writing debut on Boom Studio series Berserker. And now the actor will produce and star in his own comic book. A live, a live action movie and anime series on Netflix. Netflix has acquired the rights to the series just weeks after the March 3rd release of Berserker Number 1. Live action movie will be released first, though no release timetable uh, time has been re revealed. The anime series will follow later and expand on the characters and story elements introduced in the movie. Reeves will also lend his voice to the anime. So, I had no idea. I didn't know he was uh, he was making his own comic book series that's kind of cool um so i will check it out i mean although it is a netflix anime <laughs> you know how it is for netflix you know they're not that great but because it's uh neo you know i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna check it out you'll probably stream it on the new oasis and we'll go from there but the art's not bad you know and um I'll probably check out the anime series and the actual movie just to see how they compare, but it's all right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, you know. Because um, when it comes to Keanu Reeves' like report card and track record of acting, it's really not too good. Like he has a couple of gems kind of here and there, but like he doesn't have really a consistent like. Okay, boom! He did the uh, a boom like box office movie, box office movie, box office show. Like he doesn't have that. Like every now and then he'll have a good gem. And then the next three, four movies will suck ass. And then he'll have, you know, another great movie or, or film or something like that. So that's kind of how he is. Uh, it says the Berserker comic will run for 12 issues in total. It will be collected in three graphic novels. Okay. Uh, it says uh, Boom also offered a series on Kickstarter last September, giving readers the chance to purchase exclusive versions of all three graphic novels. Okay. So, hey, I mean, hopefully it does well and we'll, we'll see as viewers, uh, what our judgment will be. All right, uh, so PlayStation 3 Vita and the PlayStation Portable digital stores will reportedly close in the coming months. Yes, the shutdown of all these older platforms and stuff will be closing 
obviously this is going to happen this was something that was going to happen regardless according to an unnamed source at the gamer uh, sony will soon be closing the online stores for the vita playstation portable and the ps3 uh, digital titles and dlc content for the ps3 psp will become unavailable starting july 2nd while the same can be said for the ps vita coming august 27th um so there's some listed titles that are not going to be available so you know this is the end of a of an old generation right the ps5 is the, what's hot is what's coming in a new wave of generation of video games so although there are some people that like playing retro and old school games you know the vita did wonders for people um see there you go cool and still has a psp there you go like the handhelds of playstation were pretty quite popular like they were popping people still play until this day you know people still play stuff on their vitas and psps just like cool over here people still play their ps3s you know so there's a lot there's a huge library of games on these platforms but you know as time goes sometimes you have to you know you have to give it up so that's what they're doing um they're giving this stuff up so they can use their these resources for other things right that are more um present right so it is what it is but um sadly i never got a vita i never got one i don't know why i didn't get one but i should have got one but i never got a vita i had friends who had one so but so but i never had a psp either so i kind of missed out when it came to the handhelds on playstation i did have like a game boy advance i had a 3ds i had that once um game boy color i had that but when it came to the playstation handhelds i definitely missed out <laughs> um, i definitely missed out for sure all right more dc news a dc santana film confirmed promising young woman director to write yay for <laughs> yay for feminism right great so oscar nominated director of promising young women emerald fennel has been tapped to write the adaptation of santana hopefully i'm saying that right uh fennel saw her directional debut with dark comedy promising young women which has earned five oscar nominations including best picture and screenplay as reported by verity the director will pen the newest dc uh, eu universe installment from warner bros dc films and bad robot productions with the now confirms it's in the film this will be the character's first appearance in the dc franchise now what's, what's going on reginald i'm wondering why does this character deserve a film i mean i don't know uh so it says the role hasn't been cast yet you don't even have a cast and you're already talking about this uh this will not be Santana's first live action appearance as she was uh portrayed by oh okay portrayed by sir sorinda swan in cw smallville okay okay Okay, so a possible Santana film or TV series was teased at AT&T's Analyst and Investor Day 2021. I mean, whatever. If the character's male or female, I don't care. If the movie's good, it's good. Just like Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman DC movie was pretty good. Last of 1984 was terrible. <laughs> you guys remember, because I ranted about it for an hour. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. I don't care if it's a female character or not. You know, so we'll see. All right, uh, more good news. Funimation announces My Hero Academia Season 5 premiere date. So Funimation announced the premiere date for uh, My Hero Academia upcoming fifth season. Season 5 of My Hero Academia debuts on March 27th on Funimation's website. In the U.S., the anime's newest season will also be streaming on Funimation's partner site, Hulu. Ah, okay, Funimation partnered with Hulu. Didn't know that. 
Okay. It says season five will begin with the joint training art, pitting the students of class 1A and class 1B against each other in the team's battle to showcase their growth. The upcoming season will also mark a My Hero Academia milestone as it features the show's 100th episode. All right, shout out to My Hero Academia. Doing quite successful on the manga and anime. Although your video games kind of suck, but, you know, I like the anime for what it is. Uh, and I quote, we are excited to have My Hero Academia coming back to its home on Funimation. Chief Creator Officer at Funimation Global Group said, it's been an honor to bring the story to the Funimation audience over the years and watch a community of fans team up with Deku and his friends. Now, some people would say that Deku is actually one of the best shonen characters of all time. So I've seen videos on that. Um, to me, eh, he's all right. He doesn't beat, you know, like Yusuke Hirameshi, but that's just my opinion. But I will definitely be checking out season five once I catch up on season four, because <laughs> I need to catch up. All right. Uh, so yes, Hawkeye Disney Plus spinoff starring Echo reportedly in the works. So the Disney Plus Hawkeye show isn't even out yet, but the streamer is already putting together at least one spinoff from the show and one focus on the character Echo. A Variety reports that a new show focused on Echo, a deaf Native American character played by, let's see, uh, Luca Cox in the upcoming Hawkeye series is in development for Disney+. Plus. <clears throat> so Echo is a Marvel Comics character uh, created by Devin Mack and Joe Quesita, appearing in Daredevil Volume 2, Number 9. Real name, Maya Lopez. Echo has the ability to completely copy anyone's fighting style. Okay, kind of like a Taskmaster. She ends up being uh, Daredevil's enemy and Mac Murdock's love interest. Okay. Um, so, <sighs> here's the thing about Hawkeye. Yes, he probably does deserve his own show. I mean, he, he never had it. You know, like, he's kind of had the spot. He, he never really had the spotlight in the MCU. You know, he had a couple scenes, but he's, he's always been kind of the side guy, just on the, the sideline doing his thing. So, my thing is... I'm curious about the viewership of the Hawkeye Disney show once it comes out. I'm wondering how is it how successful is it going to be because WandaVision was pretty good, surprisingly. But I am not sure about um, Hawkeye. Even when it comes to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'm like, so far it's not so bad. Uh, first two episodes, hey, I'm okay. But um, we're going to have to see how this levels up and compares with WandaVision. Um, but I will be checking out Hawkeye for sure. Um, so we'll just have to go from there. Uh, let's see. Let's keep going. All right. So this was a shocker. Uh, Dr. Stone anime gets a sequel. So because you guys remember, I just did a review with um, Broken Ronin a couple, like a couple days ago, like a week ago or so, with uh, season one of Dr. Stone. Uh, so the staff of the anime of Bochi and... Uh, Rigoku and Gaki's Dr. Stone manga announced at the end of the current uh, television anime on Thursday that a sequel has been greenlit. The announcement did not specify the medium or the format of the sequel. Uh, Toho Animation posted the special promotion video that announced the sequel. Alright, so um, potentially a sequel could be coming. Um, now, Dr. Stone Season 1 was, was actually pretty good, so I think it makes sense for a Season 2 to be happening, of course, with the manga um, so that it can catch up. Um, now they're not saying what type of medium or format. I mean, I think they should just do a regular season two, you know, um, 20 or so episodes, discontinue with the Stone Wars. I think that'd be great. Um, so if you haven't checked Dr. Stone, definitely check it out. 
if you missed my review on it definitely look into that if you missed it uh with the broken uh ronin but um i'll definitely check it out when it becomes available um i think it's worth a watch for the most part all right now this one was was dope we I, I saw this one yesterday a ghost of shishima movie from john wick director in development so Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions are developing a film of Ghost of Tsushima with John Wick director Chad Tadziki attached to the helm. According to a new report from Deadline, uh, it says uh, Chad will work alongside producers Alex Young and Jason Spitz with their company 8711 Entertainment. Peter Kang of game developer Sucker Punch Productions will oversee the project on behalf of the studio, which will serve as a executive producers. Um, it says, we're excited to be partnering with Chad and 8711 Entertainment to bring their vision of Jen's story to the big screen. Uh, it says, head of, it says, we love working with creative partners like Chad who have a passion for our games, ensuring we can create rich adaptations that will excite our fans and new audiences. Now, Ghost of Tsushima, man, was a great game. <laughs> you talk about gameplay, bro. You're talking about... With side quests, you're talking about at least 40 hours of content um, playing Ghost of Tsushima. Really good game. Pretty much the last like gem of the PS4. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima needs a sequel when it comes to video games, and I think a movie would be pretty easy because you know, it's just samurai stuff. Like you have no excuse. <laughs> like we gotta keep this in mind. You have no excuse to mess this up. But like I said, video games becoming movies. Eh, right? Track record is not so good. But this is just a turn it to a samurai movie. That's all you got to do. Make it simple, right? Don't make this complicated, all right? This could make money. It could. Get some good acting. Get something in there. You're golden. Don't fuck it up, all right? But if you haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, man, definitely, definitely do so. It's, it's a really fun, it was a great game, man. Great game. Long as hell. But fun. Long as hell. <laughs> Red Nose says, I need games with women boobs bouncing. Funny that you're talking about boobs because um, I have actually a case file coming up uh, either probably next week or another next week. Coming soon. How about that? About with um, boobs. <laughs> but anyway, let's keep going. Also, be sure to like the video, guys, as it helps out a lot. If you have a community tab, definitely do share the content. All right, John Wick once again. He's been, he's been, kind of has been going in this week. Uh, let's see. Um, John Wick four and five moving forward without series creator Derek Colstead. Although John Wick will be returning to uh, two more sequels, um, it seems that the series will continue without its original team. Screenwriter Derek will not be involved in John Wick chapter four or five. Colstead is the major architect of the John Wick universe having solo writing credit on the first two movies. Shared credit with Shay Hatton, Chris Collins, and Mac uh, Abrams on John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. And the screenwriter revealed the news in an interview with Collider, saying it wasn't his choice to leave the series. No, it wasn't my decision. When you think of the contractuality of these things, the third one, I shared credit with any number of people. They didn't have to come back to me, so they didn't. Okay, okay. Fair enough. 
Uh, it says, I'm still close with Chad, still close with John Wick co-director J uh, David. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited to see seeing what the industry is and how things go. I just believe that you bless everything and hope it, it all goes well to the players involved who are doing other things elsewhere. Yeah, it's personal, so I'm never going to talk shit about John Wick. I want this thing to survive and thrive. Yeah, John Wick series was pretty entertaining. Um, action, fight scenes, guns blazing, that type of thing. Now, I did hear that there a spin-off movie was going to be released called Umbrella or something. about It was like a female lead. Um, so I don't know if that, that has anything to do with Chapter 4 and 5. I have no idea. Um, but obviously, if, if these are going to be legit confirmed sequels, obviously, there's going to be more fight scenes. That's all we're going to be getting in this. But whatever. It's entertaining. So don't watch John Wick for the story. You watch John Wick for the action, first of all. All right. More video game movie news. So the Hitman TV series evolves a major visual change to the character, the title character. So Agent 47, protagonist of the Hitman series of the video games, is going to initially look quite different. In, oh, it's Hulu? Dang. An upcoming Hulu series based on a stealth video game franchise. Damn it. It's on Hulu. Damn it. I, could, I would probably want to watch that, but I don't want to get Hulu. Um, so it's John Wick creator... Here it goes, Derek. Colstead is writing the pilot for the Hitman series, Total Collider, that Agent 47 will have one particular physical attribute in the series that will separate him from his gaming analog. A head of hair. Okay, so you're going to have... Agent 47 is going to have hair. Great. <laughs> big deal. I mean, to me, it's not a big deal. And, of course, in the video games, he's bald for the most part, but not a big deal. Uh, it says, yeah, he's been bald in most of all the video, video games, as well as the two acclaimed pan Hitman films. Unless he is um, disguised with a wig. However, Colstead assured fans that the change in appearance is important to Agent 47's journey in the show. Ah, okay. So maybe he may start with hair and end up being bald. You know, they always do that. He introduced it to a guy who's very much the hitman we know from the games, but he's got a full head of hair and he's independent. He has a handler. He's got a life. He's very much that early 80s, late 70s assassin we read from the books, right? Um, but at a certain point, he gets a gig. The gig reveals the reality that no choice he's ever made has been his own. Of course, the show ends with him at a mirror, finding hidden under his skin the barcode. Man, I hate that it's on Hulu, but I, I think... Well, here's the thing. The Hitman movies weren't really that good anyway. They were pretty, like, lame, you know? Let's see. Coolen says they must be running out of ideas. Why are there so many games becoming films and movies? I agree. They are running out of ideas, bro. <laughs> they are. They're running out of shit. Yep, that's for sure. Boondocks. Let me get a little bit of this miracle water. So, the Boondocks reboot pushed to 2022 release. The Boondocks reboot has been scheduled for 2022 release on HBO Max. According to the official Boondocks Instagram page, per OK Player, the beloved anime series has set a new date for its return the page bio appears to reveal that the boondocks reboot is now scheduled to release next year after the new series was originally announced for fall 2020 launching with a 50-minute special on hbo max streaming service it was announced back in 2019 that hbo max had picked up the boondocks reboot for a two-season order with each of the reimagined seasons locked in with 24 episodes that which once again followed the adventures of huey riley and robert granddad freeman man rest in peace man he died. Uh, the voice actor. 
It was also announced that Boondocks creator Aaron Magruder would re be returning as showrunner and would serve as a executive producer. Now, Boondocks was funny. <laughs> uh, I have it on DVD. It's, 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 it's a classic. It's definitely a classic. Um, if you haven't seen Boondocks, you need, you need to check it out. It, it's funny. Um, it gives you that Negro tainment that, you know, niggas like. <laughs> but it, it's funny. And, you know, they make fun. They have, like, stereotypical comedy in it. And, and this is really good. But it will be on HBO Max. Once again, people, join the damn Oasis. We will be streaming all this shit <laughs> on the Oasis when we do our watch parties. We'll have Boondocks watch parties, Mortal Kombat more watch parties, all this shit, man. So definitely join the Discord. But yes, um, let's see. Quote unquote, there's a unique opportunity to revisit the world of Boondocks and do it over again for today. Miss uh, Magruder said in a statement at the time of the announcement, it's crazy how different the times we live in are, both politically and culturally, more than a decade past the original series and two decades past the original newspaper comic. There's a lot to say and it should be fun. Dude, this is so true. With, what, with what's going on now, man, Boondocks has tons of content <laughs> to make fun of. With all the crap that's going on now, it, this this is true. The new generation needs a a Boondock series, like uh, you know, like well, we we got ours. Well, else we got our Boondocks. But I say for Gen Z, they need their own Boondocks. So this is gonna be for them for the most part. So it's gonna be interesting with what's going on currently in this world. Exactly what type of humor and jokes we're gonna get now. Remember, this is like cancel. Remember now, nowadays with comedy, comedy is kind of uh, there's a lot of censorship when it comes to comedy. So the level of comedy that Boondocks had beforehand versus what they could do for next year's release, we're gonna have to look into that and really, you know, uh, analyze how the how they deliver that type of content because. Remember, this is not the, the time of, oh, well, you can say whatever you want, comedians, and be funny. No, no, you, you can get canceled for saying something and offending someone now. You know, just anything. So it's like, are their jokes going to be as hardcore as they were before? Or are they going to kind of, you know, lower it down so they don't get in trouble? Um, but obviously, HBO Max, you know, they, have to, they did some type of contract. So whatever, hopefully they stick with the same level of comedy and they go this raw and be funny. But... I ha we'll have to see when it comes out. Um, that's all I'm going to say. But yeah, Dane, I'm kind of worried about the cancer culture thing with this, you know. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see next year. So um, we'll definitely be doing watch parties of Boondocks. That's a fact. And it's just funny, man. Like, because <sighs> when I think about Boondocks, I think about the Manosphere. <laughs> I don't know if, if you guys have said this before, but I think about it a lot. Like, there's, there's so many things that, like, I don't know. Whatever, but we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see next year how Boondocks does. All right, Toys R Us uh, plans another return in the U.S. Uh, New York-based uh, brand management company, uh, WHP Global, announced on Monday that it has acquired a controlling interest in America's retailer, uh, True Kids, Inc., the parent company of Toys R Us brand. The company is, uh, plans to open flagships, pop-ups, airport shops or mini stores within their other retailers across North America ahead of the 2021's holiday season. Uh, says WHB became the majority shareholder in True Kids Inc. parent company to Toys R Us or Baby R Us 
uh, Jeffrey the uh, Jeff Brands and 20 other toy and baby brands. According to the chairman and CEO of WHP, uh, the company is taking the reins of the world's leading toy brand at a time when the cat category is up to 16% and consumer demand for toys is at an all-time high. So the return of Toys R Us is coming to the U.S. Uh, says Toys R Us stores in Canada and Japan and several parts of Asia are still operational, with 900 branded stores across 25 countries, generating an annual $2 billion in retail sales, according to this company. So Toys R Us is coming back. Um, it was popping back in the nineties, but then like, you know, when people stopped going outside, um, or people, kids stopped being kids, you know, people don't care. Kids don't care about toys anymore. They care about, um, tablets and swiping right and left on playing, uh, mobile games and stuff and computers and stuff like that. So the age of toys, I thought ended, you know, but Hey, apparently they're trying to, they're trying to come back with it. So, Hey, hey kids, hopefully you, uh, take it seriously. Um, next up, wait, okay, I think I said, I think we already went over, yeah, we already went over uh, Nintendo Switch Pro, so let's move on to the next. All right, all right, X Xbox Live is now called Xbox Network. Uh, so Microsoft has officially renamed the brand of Xbox Live to the Xbox Network, which sounds kind of <laughs> dumb, uh, but maybe they're trying to follow, like, you know, PSN, like PlayStation Network, I guess, so I guess that's what they're doing. Online Xbox experience will be updated to reflect this new name. Originally reported by The Verge, uh, Microsoft issued an original statement confirming the name change. Xbox Network refers to the underlying Xbox Online service, which was updated to the, X, uh, the Microsoft Service Agreement. A Microsoft spokesperson said in a statement to The Verge, the update from Xbox Live to Xbox Network is intended to distinguish the underlying service from the Xbox Live Gold membership. It says Xbox Live Gold is a long-running online subscription service where you pay $10 a month. Players will have access to online gaming as well as some free monthly games through Games with Gold. So a new name change for different branding to separate from the Xbox Live Gold membership. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Once Upon a Time creator's new series, Epic casts its lead. So Epic, the new uh, romantic anthology series from Once Upon a Time creator's Adam and Edward have found its lead. Uh, Deadline reports Alina will star Epic as the Seer, a mysterious, playful figure who can lead you down the path of true love. <laughs> Cringy. Uh, it says uh, Alina previous roles include uh, Morvin, Bigsby, Stripe on the Holby City, a character who played for more than 100 episodes. She will also play Ra Rachel on the Sandman, Netflix upcoming streaming service adaptation of the critical acclaimed oh comic book comic books co-created by neil uh gaiman okay okay uh let's see okay 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 so once upon a time premiered on abc in 2011 ran for seven seasons with the action movie moving back and forth between town of storybook maine and a fantastic world compilated by all manner of uh, fantasy and fairy tale characters in 2013 the show gave rise to a spin-off titled once upon a time in wonderland Focusing on characters from the Lewis Carroll classic Ace and Wonderland novels. However, the latter series was canceled after a single season. Okay. Next up, next up. New Transformer movie coming from DC uh, Blue Beetle director. A as if we needed more Transformer movies. Because <laughs> there's tons of them. And the last one sucked, didn't it? And I didn't even watch it. I just saw the reviews. They were crazy. 
All right. It says Paramount uh, continues to double down on its Autobots business. Angel Emanuel Soto, director of the last year's teen drama, Charm City Kings, is set to direct a new standalone Transformers film per Hollywood Reporter. Marco Ramirez is attached to write the script, uh, which plot details are being kept under wraps. The project is being developed to uh, outside of the universe established by the previous mainline Transformer movies. The story will not connect to the... Oh, shit. Okay, so the story will not connect to Michael Bay's five movies or the Travis Knight's 2018 spinoff, Bumblebee. Okay, so this is going to be completely something brand new. Uh, so this marks another premiere project for Soto, a rising talent in Hollywood. Last month, it was reported that the director would helm DC's Blue Beetle movie. Production on the superhero film is set to begin this fall. Okay. I mean, it's not like we needed new Transformers, um, but, um, you know, the toys, the merchandise still sells like hotcakes. Um, I, I don't know anyone who actually liked Bumblebee, honestly. Um, so we'll see. What, but if anything, I think Transformers definitely needs a new video game for next-gen consoles. I'd say that. I could see that. All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, so Total War, Rome Remastered announced. Uh, Sega has announced uh, Total War Rome Remastered, an updated version of the Creative Assembly Developed Strategies Classic from 04, will release actually next month on the 29th. Uh, the remaster has been developed in collaboration with Feral Interactive and is described as a, uh, comp uh, a remaster that adds a suit of visual and gameplay in improvements. Comprehensive, yeah, comprehensive remaster. Uh, Total War or uh, Rome will contain both the main game and its two expansions, Barbarian Invasion and Alexander. And this will be pre presented in 4K visuals. Okay, nice. And native support for ultra-high definition resolutions. Overhauled environment, battlefield, and character models will complete the refreshed look. Okay. So I'm not really a fan of Total War, but, you know, remasters... You know, it's a thing of it's a, it's, a, it's a trend, and it's, there's going to be more remasters coming. Um, but uh, for people who maybe didn't get a chance to play it, now you can play it in 4K and higher graphics and resolution. And resolution. So we'll see. It'll be inter interesting to see the price point. Um, hopefully, <laughs> you don't charge your full price for it. All right. Steam refuses to sell pickup artist game Super Seducer Three. Now, this was I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, so, Super Seducer 3, The Final Seduction, a game where you are said to learn powerful skills for attracting beautiful women. Oh my god! Right? Uh, has been banned from Steam as the platform does not ship sexual explicit images of real people. Uh, developer Richard took to Twitter to share the news, saying Valve will not allow it to be released in any form. Furthermore, the Steam page is gone alongside the 600, well, 60,000, well, 61,000 wishlist. Wow. Can you imagine a game? Wow, that's funny. Uh, let's see. So we have finished reviewing our latest build, and we aren't going to be able to ship Super Seducer 3 on Steam. As we've mentioned, Steam does not ship you know, sexual images of real people. Uh, after multiple produce, uh, product uh, resubmissions and product reviews, we feel we are at an impasse, and therefore this decision is final. We do not have any additional feedback or details to share beyond what we have provided in the previous uh, conversations. Super Seducer 3, The Final Seduction. Wow. A game where you learn powerful skills to attract beautiful women. Crazy. 
how that's even real. But game though, right? Shinigami Tensei 3 uh, remaster launches on May 25th with additional Steam release. Um, Atlas announced on Friday that it will release the Shinigami Tensei 3 remaster for Nintendo Switch PS4 on May 25th. The company also announced that the game will get a Steam release. Okay, I might have to actually have to look into that. On the same day, those who purchased the digital deluxe edition of the game will have access to the game on May 21st. Um, the console versions of the game will have Japanese and English audio and subtitles. Uh, says the PC version of the game will also have additional subtitles in Japanese, Korean, and traditional Chinese. Uh, the digital uh, deluxe version edition includes full game, uh, the Manix, Chronicle, and Mercy, and Adaptation map and packs, and a, a merciful difficulty and a Shinigami Tensei background music pack. Uh, the game releases on Japan in October 29th. Okay. Um, well, I'll check it. I'll look into it. Um, I never played Shinigami. Oh, well, I've played some of the games via like 3DS, but I don't know about this game at all. So I might look into it. If it's good, I'll check it out. Nintendo Switch, man. Y'all are getting a lot of games. JRPGs and stuff. Shazam 2. Helen or Marin cast as the villain Hespera. Academy Award winner actress Helen has joined the cast of Shazam Fury of the Gods as the villain Hespira. The Hollywood Reporter says Mirren will join Rachel in the Shazam sequel as sisters who both may or may not be or ill intent. Zachary will revise his role as the adult version of Billy Batson who gained super superpowers after inciting an ancient enchantment. Uh, Mirren is no stranger to the comic book movies or playing villains in big studio Franchises have been starred in Red as Victoria Winslow and appearing in the Fast and Fury franchise as uh, Magdalene Queenie Shaw. Okay. Uh, not much is known about Hesphira as there's no DC comic character counterpart. In synopsis, the Marion character is called the Daughter of Atlas, who is the character in the DC universe created by Jack Kirby. Uh, Atlas reappeared in the Grants Morrison's All-Star Superman and is all closer to his roots and mythology given the Greek gods are very much a thing in the DC world. Okay, so the title is called Shazam! Fury of the Gods. So that's our sequel for Shazam. Um, the first one was pretty good. The first one was pretty good. Um, now, I'm, this is what I'm predicting, that Black Adam is going to appear in there if Black Adam become, comes out before this movie. Um, but I think the, the sales or the box office for the original uh, Shazam was like 300 so million. So although it got good reviews, the numbers weren't really that high for it. But let's see what happens with this new sequel coming out. If it's still going to get that 300 million range or maybe hopefully 500 million. Um, honestly, I'd say 500 or more would be more suited because that is kind of the MCU standard for most box office movies. They, if it's over 500 million as an MCU movie, you're usually doing quite well. So we'll see. Uh, with Shazam 2. And if you haven't seen Shazam 1, definitely check it out, man. It's, it's not bad. I got it on Blu-ray, man. It was that good to me. All right. So Funimation announces spring 2021 anime lineup. Let me get a swift of this water. If you could, please like the video. All right. Uh, so Funimation has announced the first string of new anime releases coming to this spring. 
anime lineup with the winter 2021 schedule of anime releases now in its final week it's time to look ahead to spring schedule of new releases uh so here we have um of course my hero academia season five uh fruits basket uh final season uh helena world stars uh, combatants with will be dispatched oh okay uh, magola box two that's gonna be good uh dragon ghost house hunting uh let's see mars red the saint magic power is um on potent uh full dive the world ends with you uh let's see what else uh, zombie land saga revenge season two kingdom season three also to be announced so yeah, not bad i mean the strongest ones from what i'm seeing is academia season five and magola box um two if you haven't checked out magola box magola box is basically like a boxing anime that shit was dope look definitely look into that if you are interested um but uh, yeah we'll see hero academia and yeah magola box two that's that's kind of what shows out for me all right man i was not <laughs> excited about this natural treasure tv series Greenlit for Disney Plus. Really? We did not need this. So, a uh, National Treasure TV series is greenlit for Disney Plus. After reports last year suggested the show might be in the works. Deadline reports the streaming service has ordered 10 episodes of the show. Uh, Jerry Brookheimer, producer of National Treasure franchise and original writers, um, are reportedly attached to the project. Other writers from the National Treasure films are expected to join the production. Uh, reports say the show explores the timely issues of identity, community, and historical um, uh, authorship and patron, uh, patriotism told from the point of view of Jesse Morales, who is the new, uh-oh, a new Latina lead for the franchise, um, though no casting for the role has been revealed. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Ben Gates, won't be the main character in the show. Instead, the series will focus on a new cast of characters led by morales okay um so another female lead getting the job and honestly i didn't i don't care about nicholas cage i mean he's been struggling all right he had this movie on called like jujutsu or something on netflix i didn't even watch it like i could tell that shit looks cringy as fuck um i mean i did like the old school original ghostwriter movie i thought that was cool for what it was but when it comes to his movies, it's like, eh, I just don't care. Like, he's been kind of just not consistent, you know? So, um, National Treasure TV, though, I mean, this is this doesn't sound interesting to me at all. At all. All right. Uh, back for Blood, uh, delayed to later uh, this year in October. So, Turtle Rock Studios has announced that Back for Blood has been delayed from June of this year to October. And it will be an open beta this summer. Uh, the delay news was shared on Twitter alongside a message saying that the team needs a bit more time to make Back for Blood the best game it possibly can be at launch. Man, they've been doing this a lot. Have you noticed the current generation of gaming? They've been always delaying their games a couple of months before. Hey, same same thing happened with Returnal. Same thing, well, should have happened with Cyberpunk. Um, but this is a trend. But hey, if the game's good, it's good. Uh, Turtle Rock Studios is working hard to make uh, Back for Blood um, the best game it possibly can at launch, and the game, the team needs more time to do this. Uh, therefore, uh, they'll release this in October. So Back for Blood is basically, it's not Left for Dead 4, but it's like, 
kind of the same type of game that it, sh that it should be. So I thought it was kind of weird how they just didn't do Left 4 Dead 4. Like, just go ahead and make the sequel. I mean, people have been asking for it. But, you know, whatever. I'm sure people will still play this. If you're, your fans prefer Left 4 Dead and stuff like that, then, you know, I'm sure you'll like this. So, yeah, just have to wait a couple of months. So, But you will be able to get a beta in the summer, at least. All right, so uh, MBS is, uh, executive is uh, is mom on possible second season of Jujutsu Kaisen anime season. Uh, so MBS held a remote session to unveil its updated pro programming schedule for the spring season on Wednesday during the unveiling. Uh, so it says that uh, they thank the viewers for the popularity of Jujutsu Kaisen television anime in the broadcast last night. Uh, says the television anime of the manga of the same name is ending this week. So yes, the last episode of Jujutsu Kaisen was uh, yesterday. Uh, if you haven't checked out Jujutsu Kaisen, definitely check it out. Uh, says regarding a, a second season, he said, even though the manga series is still ongoing, we have no concrete info at the moment. So here's the thing, man. <laughs> this is an easy one. Jujutsu Kaisen is one of the most popular animes right now, currently. Go ahead and get that bag and make season two. This is like this, like this is this is a, a easy win. Like y'all already got the W for the anime, got the W for the manga. Go ahead and do a second season. It's a no brainer. Um, so, uh, self promo. We'll be doing a manga reading of Jujutsu Kaisen tomorrow. I don't. I'm not sure what time yet. Um, probably in the afternoon, but or in the morning. We'll see. But uh, I want to do a manga reading of Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, shout out to Young Swift. He said I should start reading at 23. So I just just finished the anime yesterday. So hopefully that will go. We continue with the manga with that. So yeah, make a second season. I mean, this is an easy win. I mean, this shouldn't be any question. This is an easy answer, easy W. Go ahead and make a season, a second season, because it did really well. All right. Uh, Resident Evil Showcase uh, broadcast coming in April. <laughs> Reginald said, manga versus hentai. Um, says the uh, Resident Evil uh, series celebrates its 25th anniversary today. Uh, to celebrate Capcom has announced another uh, showcase for April. Uh, Capcom will reveal what's set to be at the showcase next month. But Capcom hosted a, uh, a showcase in January that uh, focused on the next game in the series Resident Evil Village. Uh, says at the last showcase, Capcom announced the different retail versions for uh, Resident Evil Village and re released a surprise PS5 exclusive made-in demo for free. So, looks like we're getting a showcase in April. I might do a stream on it, but I'm not really too interested in Resident Evil. Um, I know there's a fan base for it, but, you know, um, we'll see. Uh, so, that's coming out in April. So, we'll, we'll see if there's anything interesting to check out on there. More Resident Evil news. Resident Evil director calls reboot, uh, reboot a scary as hell origin story. Uh, so uh, Johannes Roberts, the director of the upcoming Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, said that the film will be scary as shit. <laughs> okay. Says this movie is very much an origin story for Resident Evil. Says it's an essential piece and Raccoon City plays a big part and is a character in the movie. He added it's about the group of people all coming from different angles and some coming into town, some already having grown up in this town and meeting over this one fateful night. Uh, so we, we know that the the, re, the previous Resident Evil films, you know, they're kind of video gamey, we would say, with the same actor, 
always appearing in it. So, um, I guess that's my question. Is this going to be like a really new angle, a new approach? Like this, take the video gamey shit that you, they did in the other series and just make it like an original scary film. Okay, fine, fair enough. You know, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. So Snyder Cut director Zack Snyder has titles for Justice League two and three. Uh, so it says uh, has he has multiple titles in mind for the two uh, Justice League sequels he planned as the finale of his five movie Snyderverse saga ahead of the release of the um, uh, Snyder Cut the four hour yeah we we watched this on the on the Oasis it was a great movie uh, check check out my review I did a review on it actually um, so he's just saying that he has um, two titles coming up my thing is the timing like when. The timing of this, these movies is what I think will be questionable. Um, so let's see what else it says. I'll go look into my books. I probably wrote down. I do this for all the movies, probably like a page or titles that I tried. But yeah, it, it probably wasn't going to be Justice League 2 and 3 that I can tell you. Uh, it says, if the same fans who demanded the Wanna, uh, Warner Media release the Snyder Cut are successful in their calls to restore the Snyderverse uh, with sequels of the um, Snyder Cut um, with the filmmaker to return to the so-called Snyderverse. So yeah, so basically, if people really want these sequels, then Snyder will definitely go ahead and make them. I think you should. I think, um, you know, more uh, entertainment for us. I think it's a good idea. My thing is, because I know, like, the Flash movie is supposed to come out, um, I just want to see, like, what's the order going to be like? Because obviously, Justice League 3 won't come out till like, far from now, you know? Um... And then you got Black Adam, you got uh, Shazam, like how about those movies? You know, Blue Beetle. Um, so you gotta you gotta really line up your movies right, you know. Then when it comes to DC, you don't you don't really do it well when it comes like the MCU doesn't. So that's to their disadvantage. But um, I think I would want that. I would want more uh, Snyder Cut movies, you know. All right, let's see. Okay, Black Widow. Uh, delayed to July and will be on Disney Plus. Um, Disney has announced that the long, detail, uh, delayed Black Widow movie is once again will be on July 9th and will be on Disney Plus. Uh, well, as well as theaters, uh, it says that uh, in a press release, Disney confirmed both the Black Widow release day shift and the $30 premiere access tag for Disney Plus. Um, Disney also confirmed Chang Chi will be delayed from July to September 3rd. Um, it says uh, Disney Plus is yeah right. So for us this is good because I already have Disney Plus. So watch party hell yeah we're gonna do that. Um, I'm not really hyped for Black Widow. I kind of want to see about the Red Guardian character and the Taskmaster character and who they are, but that's really all I want to find out. I think it was also confirmed that we're gonna get a Iron Man flashback in that movie, so we'll see. Um, but Black Widow's always been the weakest character to me. Um, I think, um, honestly, she doesn't really deserve a movie. <laughs> but uh, whatever, you know. All right. Let me get a whip of this water. All right. So Rampage director attached to a Sniper Elite movie. Once again, all these video game movies. Uh, director of Rampage, uh, Brad Pet uh, Payton, has been attached to the helm for Snyder Elite, an upcoming action filler based on the series of World War II video games 
from developer Rebellion. As reported by Verity, the movie is set to be set in London, capital of Rebellion, uh, Rebellion's home turf, England. It will see the game's protagonist, Carl Fair Fairburn, brought to life in live action. His mission for the movie will be to save Winston Churchill, the British Prime Minister of the era, from a Nazi assassination attempt. Uh, let's see. It says, according to Verity, the, the film is looking to distance itself from the traditional serious um, World War II period movies such as Enemy at the Gates and Land as a kind of Sherlock Holmes meets, uh, meets Born Identity. Okay. Uh, Peyton and writer Gary are adding lightness to the script and intent on both on both Fairburn and his enemy to be seen as lovable. Ugh, lovable. Okay. Um, the movie will also explore a personal relationship between the two snipers, as well as force Fairburn to make a choice between the fate of the war and confronting his deepest secret. Okay. Well, I mean, the games are just kind of... They're not really heavily story-based. They're just kind of, you know, they have fun gameplay, you know? Um, once again, and Rampage, I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch Rampage. I think that had Dwayne Johnson in it. Um, so, eh, I'm not too excited about Cyber Elite, honestly. To be honest. Uh, okay, this was big. This was, um, kind of bad news. <laughs> uh, Microsoft reportedly to talks to purchase Discord for over $10 billion. Now, Microsoft is, um, alleged in talks to purchase Discord, the gaming-focused chat software, for over $10 billion, uh, USD, as reported by Bloomberg. These discussions appear to be early as there is no uh, deal on Horizon. Furthermore, one source said that despite these talks, Discord may be more likely to go public than sell itself. Uh, it says while Microsoft is one of the potential suitors, Discord has been in discussions with Epic Games and Amazon. Amazon? Ugh. Okay, you said you said Rampage was a fun film? Okay, I never watched it. Uh, Venture Beat first reported that Discord, the company with roughly 140 million monthly users that Recently raised 100 million at a 7 billion um, valuation was exploring a sale worth more than 10 billion. Um, it says Discord was said to be the one who reached out to Microsoft to gauge interest in a potential sale. That um, Phil Spencer has been part of these chats. Um, don't touch Discord, <laughs> please don't touch it. I love it. <laughs> it's great. It's actually it's really amazing. It's it's quite good. Don't touch it. Don't. Because if, if Microsoft touches it, they may make it shitty. You know, I don't want that to happen. Um, just, you know, go public and do your thing, Discord. Don't You don't need help. You know, you're, you're already successful without Microsoft. So I'm not really for that. You know, Microsoft always trying to make things worse. Uh, okay, Batman. Uh, Wallace Day takes over Ruby Rose Kate Kane's role. Uh, CW's Batwoman has cast Krypton's Wally Day to take over the role of Kate Kane, the original Batwoman. For the series that was played by Ruby Rose. As reported by The Hollywood Reporter, this casting news was revealed during the latest episode of Batwoman. As days Kate Kane was shown bandaged and being held hostage, she was shown alive yet unrecognizable due to the injuries from the plane crash that occurred at the start of Season 2. It's important to note that Kate is no longer Batwoman. That is Cassia Leslie, the first black actress to play the character in live action. And will continue to be the series lead as Ryan Wilder. So, like I said, stay away from CW. <laughs> stay away from it. It's not that great, okay? Um, trust me, I tried to give Batwoman a chance a long time ago, all right? I am done with Batwoman. But um, for people who are still watching it, hopefully you guys are liking it. 
All right. Uh, My Hero Academia, third anime film, uh, has a teaser reveal uh, in, uh, with the August 6th opening. So the first, of course, the first episode of season five revealed a teaser video with more details on Saturday for the third anime film in the franchise. Um, the film's title is My Hero Academia, the movie World Heroes mission, and will open in Japan on August 6th. All right. So looks like um, Deku and his uh, friends and everyone is getting a third film. Um, it looked like the I haven't watched the other ones. I need to go ahead and do justice and go ahead and watch them. Um, so I, need, I definitely need to get on that. Um, so, but but um, yeah, man, I'm hyped for. Oh, what's going on, SS or XLs? What's going on? Long time. But um, I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up on the anime, and I gotta so I can start the season five. But I'll definitely watch the movies when I can. So yeah, third movie coming in. And last but not least for this week's um, Blurred Report, we got Halo Infinite reveals new gun. Um, so it said highlighted in the latest Inside Infinite blog on the Halo website, 343 is, is, uh, Industries revealed the first glimpse of the screw. <laughs> oh God, the screwer, the screwer. The gun is one that hasn't appeared in any previous Halo title, and it is one that is typically wielded by the Banished, which is a group that will be serving as one of the primary antagonists within Infinite. The screwer is described as a power weapon. It's meant to be more savage in nature, given that it's a gun wielded by the Brutes. Okay. Uh, it says this helps give a strong grounding and sell the mechanical nature of them, explained 343 lead sound designer Kyle Fraser. Uh, even though I mentioned pretty much, okay, so this is the new gun. Um, it says, so Halo Infinite is slated to release later this fall and will be coming to Xbox One, Series X, and PC. Hell yeah! All right, so Halo Infinite will be on the PC Master Race. This is good for us. This is good. For people who have Steam, we will stream this shit on the Oasis, man. For hell yeah. We just need some people. Oh, if it's or if it's cross-platform, if you have an Xbox One or whatever, an Xbox series, we'll definitely be um, trying Halo Infinite. I'll be honest, though. Halo Infinite. At least Halo games have been kind of a dull for me. I don't really enjoy them like I used to. But I will try Halo Infinite, for sure. On the PC. So we'll definitely be doing that. Uh, Eisen says, damn, there's pretty much have no choice. Either sell or we'll make one that will put put you out of business. Right. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, new gun coming to Halo Infinite. We will see how well the game does, right? That's that's my thing. You know, Halo 3, 2 was good. Even Halo 1 was good. You know, after Halo 4, I kind of stopped. I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, but we'll see what Halo Infinite. But man, that's all I have for you guys for this week for Nerd News. I hope you guys enjoyed um, this week's news. Uh, we do this every Saturday. Um, I, I used to do it Fridays, but then I changed it to Saturdays, Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, man, definitely join the Discord, man. Join the Discord. Um, look at my descriptions um, on my channel and uh, check out the Discord. We do a lot of uh, streaming, gameplay. Uh, we got a lot of recommendations on there, manga, anime uh board games we game you know game stuff all types of shit on there so definitely check it out um but yeah man i'll see you guys tomorrow on uh, jujutsu kaisen manga reading i don't know the time yet i'll figure it out but um jujutsu kaisen reading tomorrow so anyway guys peace out uh be sure to like the video if you haven't already it definitely does help and i'll see you guys uh tomorrow have a good rest of your saturday and peace out guys 
Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s. The clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Riddle me this. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. or something, I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss files. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Why so serious?